on this episode, Real versus Imagined. This is the Holistic Alpha Male Optimization Podcast, where we help you unleash your true power as a man. Hey guys, welcome back to the show. I'm Stephen Mathis. Thank you for listening. There's a principle by which our mind and body operate that is crucial to understand if we are going to maximize our life, if we're going to heal the things from our past, if we're going to heal unproductive patterns, if we're going to create changes in our life, if we're going to accomplish the things we really desire, if we're going to improve our relationships, all these things that we want to do in the journey of life, if we're moving in a positive direction, we've got to understand this principle if we're really going to make all that happen to the greatest degree possible. And that is this. Our nervous system, your nervous system, cannot really tell the difference between an actual experience and something that is vividly imagined. Your nervous system cannot tell the difference between an actual experience and something that is vividly imagined. Now, this is a principle that I was originally exposed to through Psycho-Cybernetics, which is a book that I know some of you have read. Fantastic book, highly recommended. But that is talked about in this book in a big way because it is fundamental to understand if we are going to maximize those outcomes in every area of our life, both on sort of the positive and negative side, this plays out. So the first time that I really saw this, that I was able to put it into use intentionally was when my kids were younger and they were kind of at the age where they do little kid kind of stuff. And it's easy for that to uh, be frustrating or annoying or, you know, one of those kind of negative, quote, reactions that we can have when kids do annoying stuff that kids sometimes do. And I really wanted to be more positive. I wanted to keep a more positive, calm kind of frame, including and especially in those situations. And this was at the time that I was originally reading Psycho-Cybernetics and being exposed to this idea. And what I started doing was I started practicing in my imagination after I would meditate or when I was in sort of that inner work kind of space, I would practice having experiences with my kids where they would do something obnoxious or annoying or whatever, and I would respond positively. I would keep a smile on my face. I would stay calm. I would react positively to the situation. And I practiced this. I practiced this in my mind, in my imagination. And what started to happen was that kind of reaction started to happen automatically when I was actually with my kids. And there's a very good reason for that. And that is because, again, our nervous system cannot tell the difference between an actual experience and something that is vividly imagined. So what I was doing is I was creating practice experiences in my mind that was, in essence, programming my nervous system to respond in that way. There's a very interesting study where they took two groups of high school students, random group of high school students, and they divided them up into two groups and they had them shoot free throws, basketball free throws. They did a test at the beginning of the study and then they did another test three weeks later. Now, one of those groups, they had engaged in no practice whatsoever. So it was actually three groups, right? So the first group was a control group. They didn't practice at all. They tested their free throw ability on day one 
They tested tested it again three weeks later. Group two, they had actually practiced shooting free throws every day. They practiced shooting free throws. Again, they tested them three weeks later. Group three, they had practiced shooting free throws only in their imagination. Every day they would imagine that they were shooting free throws. And when they missed, they would kind of correct in the appropriate direction and they would keep practicing in their imagination, same amount of time as the group who was practicing with the actual ball shooting free throws. So three groups, one didn't practice at all, one practiced with a ball, one practiced only in their imagination. At the end of the three weeks, the group that didn't practice at all, no improvement. Not surprising. The group that practiced with a ball shooting free throws improved 24%. The group that practiced only in their imagination improved 23%. They improved essentially the same amount as the group that was actually practicing shooting free throws with a ball. So it is very easy to see in an example like that, that imagination practice is very, very powerful. Now, this applies to our past. This applies to our future. Meaning in these examples, in the example that I gave, I imagine sort of future situations with my kids and how I wanted to respond in those situations. And that was a practice experience that led to having that actual experience in real life. Now, when we practice having an experience like this, it generates the associated emotions. One example that I guarantee you, you have already done, and you might do a lot because all humans do it sometimes, is worry. What happens when you worry? When you worry, you are vividly imagining some kind of experience. When you worry, you are generally imagining something that's sort of going wrong, some future negative experience. And because your nervous system can't really tell the difference between something that's vividly imagined and something that's actually experienced, your nervous system essentially is going through that experience of whatever you're worrying about, and thus the appropriate emotions are generated. So you get anxious, you get you know, sad, you get stressed, you get whatever those emotions that come along with that worry are going to be generated because you're essentially giving your nervous system that experience that you're imagining. This also applies to things in our past. So things that have happened in the past that were maybe traumatic experience, one thing that we can do to actually release some of the charge from those and heal from those is actually practice having a different experience, practice having maybe a slightly different outcome, making a different choice, right? So if you've had something in your past that has affected you, that, that uh, has a charge that kind of eats at you emotionally at times, go back in your imagination to that experience and imagine it playing out in a different way. Give your nervous system a different possible experience to uh, react to. And what you'll find, what you may find, is that that helps to ease the emotional charge of those things. So it's interesting to use that in terms of those things that we've already gone through. One example is negative sexual experiences. So let's imagine for a moment that you've had some experiences in your past where, and maybe recently, where you were you know, with a girl, with your girlfriend, your wife, or whoever, and you were unable to get an erection and it kind of fizzled out and you felt all the negative stuff that comes along with that often. Go back to that experience. Imagine it playing out 
in a different way, right? Or maybe, again, you were with your girl and you ejaculated super fast, 30 seconds in, a minute in, or whatever your sort of like version of fast is. And it was frustrating. And maybe it made you feel some shame or it brought on some of these negative emotions. Go back and imagine that experience, same thing, but imagine it playing out in a different way. Often though, when we're going to want to use this is to look into the future and see, okay, how do I want things to play out in maybe a specific situation? Or how do I want things to play out in terms of the kind of man that I am and what I want to do and what I want to be able to do and start using your imagination to practice that. So if you want to be more confident approaching girls to start conversations, spend time in your imagination practice doing exactly that. See yourself walking up to a girl. Imagine yourself feeling confident and calm and happy and friendly and open, right? Imagine how you want to feel and practice that. Now, the more vividly you do this, the more effective it's going to be. That is the most important thing to keep in mind with this. If we go back to the example of worry, if you just sort of briefly, you have sort of a thought of worry that kind of crosses your mind and it doesn't really stay around too long and you don't really dwell on it, but it kind of crosses your mind, you know, some, some little thing that you've got to do or that's, you know, coming up that you're a little bit worried about kind of crosses your mind, goes in and out. Not a big deal. You're not going to get associated emotional responses and you're not really sort of programming in a powerful way your nervous system based off of that worry. Now, if you have a worry that comes into your mind and it stays there and you dwell on it and you imagine different ways that it's going to play out and you sort of dive into it and you get swept up in it. I know you know what that feels like. That happens to us all at some point in our life or many points. When you get real caught up in it like that, that's when you start to feel the associated emotions. That's when it starts to really kind of tap in a more deep way into that inner mind body space into your nervous system. So not only do you respond in the moment in terms of getting anxious or stressed or tense or sad or whatever it is, but you're also kind of practicing that experience. You're literally setting that as a target for your mind and your body because you're practicing that experience. So just like I set a target with my kids of, okay, I want to smile. I want to be calm. I want to respond in a positive way to these potentially frustrating things. I set a target for my nervous system to have that situation play out, not just for my nervous system, but for the universe at large, right? Those things that we imagine, we set targets that we're attracted to, that are attracted to us. Those are the targets we set and they can be positive or negative. So when you set that target of what you're imagining, the more vividly you do it, the more you're going to experience the associated emotions right now and the more you're actually programming that as the outcome. So if you, if we go back to the situation of approaching girls, if you take 10 seconds and you just sort of imagine walking up to somebody and then you move on and you don't really vividly get into that, that's going to be a very different outcome than if you spend 10 minutes every day where you close your eyes and you go into your inner world 
and you vividly imagine these experiences. It's a whole different ball game. So keep this in mind and watch this play out. Watch this because this process is always happening. It's always happening. Whether we're doing it intentionally or not, it's always happening. We're creating these imaginary kind of experiences in our mind and we're programming our nervous system. We're affecting our nervous system through these imagined experiences. Now, if we don't take control of that and do it in a positive way, often it's going to happen in a negative way. As in the example of worry, there's nothing positive that comes from worrying. It's a negative use of this principle. But we can use this principle in a positive way to create really powerful changes. And the beautiful thing is that when you use this kind of practice to program your nervous system with these practice experiences in your imagination, the actual experience feels more automatic. It feels more natural. So if, for example, again, you practice approaching a girl, feeling confident, feeling happy, feeling outgoing, you imagine yourself smiling, you imagine yourself making eye contact. If you spend time in your imagination practicing this, what you're going to find is that when you actually do it in real life, it is going to come much more naturally. It's going to come automatically. So this is also a way that we can make a lot of these changes seem a little bit more effortless. It's always up to us to do the work. Yes, you got to go and start that conversation in real life. You got to go and get that workout or take that action, whatever it is. But if we practice these things in our imagination and we get that practice experience and we program our nervous system with that, then the actual experience in real life, it feels more effortless. It feels more natural. So watch this playing out in your mind. Do it intentionally. Decide on something to test it with. Maybe something small, maybe something big and really meaningful, or maybe just something very small as a test. But decide on something to test this with and do it for a week or two, or better yet, for a few weeks. Practice something in your imagination every day. Take a few minutes, go in there, get that imagination practice in, and just watch and see what happens. What's the worst that can happen, right? Devote five or 10 minutes a day to this, the worst that can happen is you've given five or 10 minutes where you close your eyes and you imagine something. On the flip side, there's potentially hugely positive outcomes. So give it a test, take five or 10 minutes every day, imagine going through some kind of practice experience with some change or something that you wanna implement into your life and just see what happens. I would love to hear from you what happens. You can shoot me a text, by the way, with questions or feedback anytime, 801 742 1439. Or if you'd like to book a coaching call with me, you can do that via the link in the show notes where you will find my calendar. You'll select a time, uh, pay for that session, and we will chat. So I really appreciate you guys listening. Go out, put this stuff into action in your life. Sending you guys all my best. Have an amazing rest of your day, and we'll talk to you soon.